What do I do when? Imagine if that head trash was not there. Who would you be? What if I told you those fears were no longer a problem? What would you do? I'm Stephanie Costello, a mom of three, wife, and avid mountaineer. Beyond all of these, I am, very much like you, an average person trying to navigate this thing we call life. My goal with this podcast is to bring to light the truth about what intimacy really is. You may smile, feel called out, or learn something new. Either way, you will learn you are in control. This episode is brought to you by Safety in Freedom. Are you struggling to find safety in the freedom you create? Or maybe you're struggling to own your power, embrace who you are, and break free from those toxic patterns? Well, let's help you solve this problem today. Let's figure out what is really happening in your relationships with yourself and others. You can do that for free today at safetyinfreedom.com forward slash call. That is safetyinfreedom.com forward slash call. In addition, if you are looking for support with what we've been talking about in today's episode, I want to encourage you to get our free tools to help you navigate your freedom. You can go now to safetyinfreedom.com to get those resources. If you'd like access to the special resources and all the show notes for the special episode, make sure to visit theintimacytruths.com. All right, all right. Welcome back to the Intimacy Truths podcast, where we have another interview that we did this time with Michelle Hoffman on her Liner Notes show that you can find on Facebook, where we talked about what do I do when dot dot dot. Really, our goal with this conversation is to help you get clarity around what do I do when I want what I want, when I want to go after my needs and make my needs a priority, and how do I do that with the right help? There is no black and white answer to this question. It is an a it's a unique opportunity per person. It's a unique process per person. And really, it's very important to have the right helper to help you get clarity and go after what you crave living your life by your design and not by default. So here you have it, my interview with Michelle Hoffman. Okay, here we go. Seriously, if you have a moment, stick with me here. I have someone I'm very excited about. There are going to be some big things coming from us. And if you listen to this uh, liner notes, you're going to be one of the first people who get to learn about what I have to share with you. I'm Michelle Hoffman. This is Michelle Hoffman's liner notes. Liner notes are the insight that or, or wisdom that curators or artists offer into what's really going on at the time of creation of what inspired that recording to be, what the masterpiece was inspired by, what the manuscript, what what inspired the manuscript to be what it is. Michelle Hoffman's liner notes is imperative insight and curated wisdom that you need to unblock your potential. In a changing world, you can find your unique path to create balance, and enjoy an abundant life with all the resources you need. I'm Michelle Hoffman. I empower people and organizations to attract, keep, and enjoy the right love and the right relationships in your life 
to achieve your successful goals because life is better with good love in it. If you would like to schedule a free relationship breakthrough call with me, go to relationshipping101.com. And with that, I get to share with you Stephanie Sylvia Costello. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for our amazing conversation. I know. We've got some very, very important things to share with people. Stephanie is an intimacy and relationship mentor. And um, you can reach her. We'll give you information at the end. But if you only have this minute, um, you'll be able to reach her at safetyinfreedom.com forward slash call for free clarity call. Uh, Stephanie helps parenting couples own their power, embrace who they truly are, break toxic patterns, ultimately resulting in great communication, assert your ability to communicate assertively, courageously set boundaries, and enhance self-control. Stephanie, thank you so much for taking time to share your skills and talents with the world. And in fact, we were talking the other day, you have been studying for years and years and years and years. You've had so much life experience that you are drawing from to help people in a way that, I mean, it would be very hard to find the, if somebody was like, I need somebody who has all of these skills. It would, I mean, we need to make sure that people know you're available. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. It's definitely uh, the beginning stuff. I didn't really have control over, but you know, I, I take it with the uh, love and the cards that I was dealt at birth um, weren't necessarily the easiest cards to play with, but I made them into the best game that I could possibly. And that gave me the foundation to grow from that. So super impressive. So let's talk about that because the first thing we want to share with people is who comes to you and what are their big challenges and what would be their dream come true? Yes, such a great question. So typically it's that really overwhelmed mom who is struggling with uh, the transitions in life and, you know, becoming a mom and losing herself or the divorced dad who is looking for that ideal partner. They did it once. They don't want to do the same stuff again. And they're like, what is the problems I'm having? Why am I creating the same challenge, hitting the same wall over and over and over again? Um, and often equally, they both are dealing with guilt and shame around their parent-child relationship or their relationship with another, an intimate partner that they are, knew they were made mistakes, knew there was blind spots and there was dot that they, that just weren't connecting and they couldn't figure out why. You know, as you were saying that, it made me realize we, in our society, we are gifted the opportunity of education. Mm -hmm. And so we are taught something and then we're given an opportunity to demonstrate our knowledge and put it to use. Mm -hmm. And then we're taught something more and we demonstrate our knowledge and we put it to use. And then we graduate to the next level, next level, next level. I always talk about junior high being the place where we can just like, literally they separate the kids. The older and the younger and they just go ahead and make all the mistakes right here this is the place for yeah. it but in our everyday lives we don't always have the mentors and teachers okay. so we might be so we're not given the tools to navigate challenging situations which because we don't think they're going to be challenging mm. we either 
find ourselves attracted to someone and we might engage in a partnership. I always call it from chemistry to casual to get it into a relationship, wherever that relationship takes you, there's no like, what do I do in this situation, teacher? There's no like, uh, do, can I take a quick like class on Khan Academy? Maybe that's what we should do. On what do I do when? (laughs) So for those of you listening, we really want you to come up with questions for me and Stephanie to, to figure out how can we be of the greatest help to you. When I reached out to Stephanie saying, how can we make a difference in the world? Her response to me what, oh, I said, what is the biggest challenge you're facing that you'd like me to help you solve? And Stephanie's response was, you're helping me solve that challenge by joining together and sharing our energy with the world. I'm like, yes, this is in person. So if you're listening, you know, post down below, how can we help you mm. share and, you know, share in the challenges that you're facing or just go ahead and make this a thread of what are some of the biggest challenges you're facing? Because we actually do want to help. And we've demonstrated that we can do that with others in the past. And we'd love to be able to support you as well. Really? So with that, my next question, of course, is here are some people. You're an overwhelmed mom, which seems almost like a redundant commentary to me because it is. Ooh, and um And there is guilt and shame because how do I balance work life? How do I balance me time with time for the kids? How do I balance time for, to support everyone in the family and my partner as well? I mean, you've got two really strong tracks. If you've got somebody who's made an attempt to have a really good relationship and it just didn't work. And there's all kinds of examples of people entering a new relationship and finding themselves in the same patterns. And how do you break those patterns? So how did you, you know, would you give us an example of somebody you've helped through this? And then also my, my secret next interest is how did you come to this? But tell (laughs) us first about a client story. Yes, for sure. Uh, you know, the, it's hard because the, the overwhelmed mom, it is a very generic marketing term. And I have like a bone to pick with marketing because marketing always picks on certain things. And, and unfortunately, that's like just the way our world communicates right now. So my goal is to hopefully break that um, with to, to really identify deeper than that. Uh, there's there's the new mom who is trying to learn herself who she is. Right. And she had this beautiful old, you know, who she was in this picture, this identity that she really was passionate about. And then she became a mom and all of a sudden, who's that person anymore? It's like this stranger that she's never met. Right. Oh my God. My vision of like picnics in the park with (laughs) new babies. And then when it became reality, it was like, oh, well, who's going to make the picnic and schedule the park time? And who's going to make sure that all the little things are put into the car so Mm -hmm. that you have them there on a moment's notice. And it's like, and I haven't had coffee in three years or anything to eat. It's like the only sustenance is the goldfish crackers that I could fish out of the back of of the car. I'm like, it was a very different reality than my and who's gonna keep the baby safe and right or the babies the toddlers running in three of them running in three different directions like wait a minute who do I pick first who's not who's least likely to (laughs) right or the would be like what you would 
uh, like tease your mom for forever. Well, you <laughs> ran after him before you ran after me. <laughs> right. Totally. <laughs> the, the flip side of that too. And, and I had, there's a, there's an underlying even third layer to this that is really important to hit on. Um, the flip side of like the new mom is the mom who now has adult children. And is that's like a whole new transition yeah. and relationship. And you are not the baby I birthed. So now how do I handle this? And the, the, the layer to that is that seven year um, itch that we all talk about that pattern um, that we go through in life and the, the way that, um, you know, every seven years we, we're a whole, we're literally a physically entirely new being cell wise. Right. But then it's like, okay, now that you're this entire new being with this seven years of experience, how do I even get to connect with you or know you, you, I, you know, as an adult mom or a mom with adult children, uh, you know, you used to have to listen to me, but now you have your own bills and your own house and you don't have to listen to me anymore. So where do I fit in this equation? Uh, you know, all of those ways that we build relationships with people, we hold on to what we had as expectations before. And then when we're, when those expectations are being challenged, it's this like slap in the face that is really painful to navigate. So. Right. So I have a, a super simple exercise that's quite profound. That's basically what you just described. Mm-hmm. And we talk about the roles that you used to have when you were young. And it's interesting what comes out. I'm like, and were you a dancer? Were you a student? Were you a, you know, a sister, a brother, a daughter, a, a son? Uh, were you a baton twirler? Were you a musician? Were you a gymnast? Were you an athlete? Yeah. And it's like all of those things. And people start going, oh, I had a lot of roles, actually. I was a friend. I was a pet owner. And then to transition that, keep all of those, but then to say, who are you now? What roles do you hold right now? Maybe you were an individual and now you are a partner and then moving from partnership to parenting or maybe moving from parenting and then to, you know, when I have an ex-spouse or, and now mm. maybe I was a parent of my own children and now I have stepchildren or launch the children. Yeah. And then it's who do you, here's the key. Who do you want to step into becoming? And that's what's so fascinating because we want all the things that we used to be and we realize that what we used to need is different than what we need now Mm. and like to step into becoming. So safety, right, right. You talk about safety and freedom. Yeah. Um, So tell us, speaking of safety and freedom, will you share with us how you came to um, being this very (laughs) well-educated, very um, bountiful experience to draw from intimacy and relationship mentor in the world. Mm, thank you for asking that question. Um, if there's anything anyone takes away from hearing the rest of this story, it's determination and resiliency. I led with determination and resiliency. I created, uh, expected, and participated in change, and I embraced it. Uh, and if there's anything you're struggling with, those are the key pieces to uh, navigating those struggle. If you can gain that exercise, that those muscles of that determination, resiliency, you will get through anything you put your mind to. 
Um, my journey started when I was 13 and I got really sick from alcohol poisoning. And I just remember it took me two weeks to heal from that. Um, it was a very challenging time and I healed from it alone. I didn't have any uh, mental health support, teacher support, family support. It was strictly on my own. Um, that was a time where I realized that if I didn't do this for me, nobody else would. And the path that I was headed down was the path I did not want to continue being on. Um, there was this sense of knowing this wisdom wow. that was always in me. What a brilliant crossroads of mm-hmm. who, I mean, it's basically the, the exercise I was saying, and who was I? here's some decisions that I've made that did not go well for me. And I am going to make a choice to change my path and go this way and step Mm -hmm. into who I wish to become, which isn't what you had experienced and being independent and knowing that you can rely on yourself to make those changes is a very significant deal. Yeah. Thank you. Young age to figure that out, but it was very powerful. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know who I was stepping into. I just knew what I wasn't stepping going to step into. Stepping right? away from something yeah. is equal to stepping forward into, something I guess, new. into the unknown, trusting mm-hmm. that you can find that. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Yes. And from there, I decided to become a, uh, I, I was in a program and we're in the state that I live in from through Boy Scouts of America that teaches you how to be a cop. And uh, that kept me on a really great straight and narrow path. I had a structure, I had mentors, I uh, had my grades, you know, no one could take my grades or the colorful papers away from me. Right. Um, so I, I applied that uh, to my life. And then I did my internship as a, in a police department in my local area and it's a bigger city. And I was like, yeah, no, this is not the job for me. There was a bigger reason why a bigger purpose, why, but I didn't quite know what that purpose was at the time. I wasn't wise enough yet to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went on to more schooling, got my associates in human services, got my bachelor's in psychology with a concentration in mental health and a minor in sociology. Um, And because I took three different paths, I had to do four different internships all while I was still work. I know at at the time I was angry about that. that? (laughs) I don't remember at the time I was angry about that. Cause like, I already did the things I learned the things you need me to learn. And they're like, no, you can't. So now I appreciate that when you have the experience. Yes, it is. And I appreciate that now because I had such an eclectic view of the world um, and then all while also working with kids with autism and their families and all of their case management, whether they got physical therapy, you know, any of the programs or the supports they received, I would help with. Um, so I got to experience a lot over the last 12 years of working with people and going to school. Were you specializing with children with autism? I, I wouldn't, yes, I would say specializing there. They, there's something about people with autism that is just an obsession of mine. I think it's their honesty. They're super honest. And, and I just love, and we, uh, lots of helpers who help families with children with autism or people with autism, um, they, we expect them to bend to what society says is right. Mm. Like farting at the dinner table, right? The kids with autism (laughs) just love to just, they just let it's, part of their human body. They don't understand why it's inappropriate to fart at the dinner table. And I used to love, and their family would get so embarrassed and I just love it. Like who cares? It's a human thing that you can't control. And if you do try to control it, it hurts. <laughs> so I just love that about so the dog. civilized 
uh, or the social expectations that are set as a standard. Yeah. Um, and when you're working with people who are going through their own challenges every single day, it's like some of them, it's like, that's not my, that's not my expected standard. And <laughs> as I would say, blind agreements, blind agreements that we've been, that we've made with our, ourselves and society since we were young, for example, why is it inappropriate to not talk to the person in the stall next to you while you're in the bathroom? <laughs> no one says there, there's no rules that says that that's against yeah. I think, I think if something came up, I wouldn't like be like, knock, knock, knock. Or spare square. Hey, how's your day? How's it going in there? <laughs> right. <That's a> rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it would be, I guess there's like this uh it's not even an it's actual wall, not an invisible wall. So we're giving a false sense of privacy. Um, but I think that sharing um a bathroom is actually one of the more intimate things where we do share together. Totally. And um, so then that wall, that invisible wall is broken. That's very interesting. I have to think about this because I, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd break the wall, that invisible wall there, but when we're out and I would be like, try this lipstick or whatever yeah. going on, you know, um, once we were out of that, that's weird. Mm. So now let's go back to people who come to you. So yeah. really, I mean, I'm not sure I have an entire determination because it sounds like anyone who's seeking the ability to have clear, confident communication, who can advocate for themselves, who can help identify um, what has been going on with them or help have you help them identify what's been going on with them that's been holding them back so that they just don't, they feel like they're out of control, overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. They aren't being heard, that sort of thing. And this could be, you know, a family with a kid with autism. You have lots of experience there. It yeah. could be um, a mother, a new mother, a, a, a mother who is new in some way or another, right. um, a husband or a father who's like, I don't want to make these same mistakes again. And I mean, for me, I describe all of this as relationshiping. Absolutely. And what people have learned from me is that even if you understand relationshiping in one aspect of your life, if you're really good in your professional life, but you wonder why it's not working in your personal life, we can actually, you know, use that where your strength is as a model and right. bring that into where you're perceiving a weakness and strengthen it up. So in our conversation the other day, you were bringing up all kinds of models and tricks and tools that you use to help people. Mm -hmm. um, can you share some of those with us? Yes, sure. Um, the, before I share the, my, one of my favorite tools and actually everyone's real favorite tool when I, the people I work with, I should say, um, when we are participating in life, there's two stories. There's the one in here that only we can see and hear and feel and think about. And there's the one in the rest of the world that everyone else can participate in, in their own ways. And when we have two people that come together, they, we have two people that have their stories, their version of life, their experiences that they're bringing to the table. And now we're trying to communicate with each other. When we see different pictures, we don't see words, we see pictures in our minds. And so when we're approaching a conversation, we have to think about, okay, what picture am I thinking of and how do I convey to them to get them to see the picture I see? 
right? Because we use words and not and not drawings. Um, and so how to do that, uh, oftentimes one of the biggest things that people ask me is, I have this challenge with a boss, a sister, a family member, my partner, my mom, my dad. Uh, how do I say this thing to them? How do I get my point across, right? How do I paint that picture? And so my assertive communication checklist that people can actually uh, get that at safety in safety, I N in freedom.com forward slash assertive communication for free. Um, and that has, that's our three-step process to immediately communicating clearly and confidently. So does that have to do with transforming pictures in our heads so we can articulate it with words? Yes. Uh, in a, in a, a less artsy way. <laughs> Um, but so yeah, there's a three-step process and, um, there's, there's actually kind of two three-step processes that go together. I'm very big on three strikes. You're out. Um, I'm very big on after three times, cause our brains work, our brain remembers things in threes. We work in threes. So if I've experienced the same pattern with somebody three times, okay there needs to be a break. We're shifting this pattern because it's not working. Um, and same thing with kids, right? If we were, if we're trying to get a child to do something counting backwards from three, uh, there's actually a book about this. I don't recall the name of it is important because it gives them three, two, one, their chance, their brain, the chance to work through it. Um, and then you kind of, you know, you process my, through the, go my ahead. late husband would be like, I'm going to count to one. Or <laughs> <laughs> why are you even say this he they gave he did give them the time just to be like the breath that it took him to say that he's gonna be like he would be like i'm gonna count to zero <laughs> yeah <laughs> super cute like get it done get it done now there's a time and a place for that but there's also a time and place to recognize like we need, we're asking child to do something and child doesn't have the skills or the regulation to work through what we're asking them to do depending on their level and so um the three two one piece is okay i said it once i'm saying it again maybe a little bit differently and by the third time if something hasn't come across then i'm making a deliberate change in this conversation um and so in every step the three steps that that you choose. Yes. You, you always want to start with a validation. I understand this is challenging for you. Um, and then your intent, my intention is for us to get along or my intention is for us to, you know, be able to love each other. And then the action, can we please continue this conversation with love? And you always want to have this conversation with a tone of love, never with a, a snarky attitude or a tone of, you know, what I'm really saying is you suck or, you know, excuse my language, but whatever else. Right. And then, so you repeat that a uh, second time, maybe a little bit differently. I understand your, this is frustrating. My intention is this is what I'd like us to do. And by the third time, if the person can't have the conversation, or if you can't have the conversation, it's time to say, okay, I love you. I care about you, but we need to take space. I cannot continue this conversation in this way and take some space. You know what I really love about this is it's helping both parties in this story. Yes. One, whoever's telling that has already like reached their limit. They're at the overwhelm, the cling, ready to yeah. explode. And it's giving structure to that person um, so that they know that there is something to do. So in an out of control situation, it's giving control. Mm. Super love that. Plus, it's a reminder to take a breath so that if you can actually, it's like the best first thing you can do and you think, ah, 
right? But it actually is physically because a good deep breath, everyone has the patience for that one deep breath. No one ever even wonders about the pause. Mm. And it gives the three, two, one a chance um, to have another moment to think about something, but also it cools off your brain, nourishes every cell in your body, and it switches your brain function from that amygdala caveman brain over to your prefrontal cortex. So you can make really good decisions. Yeah. Giving the person who's actually going through the three steps of validation, intent, and action. Mm. Um, It's super valuable for them. The person who's receiving the information has then been given an opportunity to have, to be validated. I mean, to know what actually should be happening to keep everybody content and happy in that communication. Mm. And also to know what to do next. Because yeah, to hear the right story. Right. Versus what they're translating words into pictures, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I love this nerd talk. I have to say, I'm getting so excited. Like, yay, <laughs> nerdy. Someone gets, I can talk my nerd stuff and someone gets it. <laughs> we need to get you out of the house. Um, <laughs> so again, for those of you listening, put down what we can do to help you because mm. we can get Stephanie out of the house. <laughs> 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 she wants to do more nerd talk and if it's gonna help you <laughs> win-win <laughs> right all right um so give us another tool or something that you share with people because yeah. that's juicy and fantastic thank you um my other tool which actually you kind of touched upon is taking a breath I have a four-step process for that um because okay I took the breath now what Right. And if like, if I took the breath and I can't work through that, the, the sort of communication process, then I need to actually do a little bit more than that. Um, and so that's our stress navigation checklist, same thing, safetyandfreedom.com forward slash stress navigation. Um, and so that's our four step process to getting unstuck. And so taking a breath is really key. Um, I teach, uh, box breathing or diaphragmic diaphragmic breathing, where uh, if you want to, you can kind of hold your rib cage and you want to squeeze your, your uh, pelvic floor at when you're breathing in for four seconds, pause for one out for four. And you kind of breathe in for four, pause for one out for four. Pause Would that for be one. a rectangle? <laughs> so the box breathing is something different that's the diaphragmic breathing the box breathing the box breathing is a little bit different um and so the the diaphragmic breathing and as you were alluding to earlier is it changes your chemistry in your brain the thing about emotions we we describe them as emotions emotion in motion right all it is is chemicals in your body your brain is perceiving the situation as dangerous and your brain your body is saying run away fight flight freeze faint right your fear response is kicking up and so when we have those chemical reactions in our body we feel things and then we react based on our feelings and that reaction is a, a process that is um ingrained in us old stories right old old, old experiences of, so um, this muscle memory of how you respond i was reading recently the differentiation between feelings mm-hmm. is words that we choose to describe yes. what we're taking in that causes that chemical reaction which is then an emotion and as you were pointing out how we respond fight flight freeze or 
you know, yeah. whatever, taking action or inaction, yeah. that's be based on our learned experience. Exactly. Super, super valuable. And so the, this checklist is helping you figure out what to, what, well, and with the proper support, that's really key to figure out, you know, what's your learned experience and what you want your new experience to be. You need a professional to help you do that. <laughs> um, because as we were talking about before, there's no guide for this. We right. weren't handed, you know, the manual on how yeah. to address difficult situations that I may be running into at a moment's notice. A hundred percent. Totally true. Um, so the take, oh, go, ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say the take space or the breathing is the first option. Um, you can do the breathing as you mentioned in, in the moment, if you're, if you feel you're confident, if you've worked these muscles, these emotional muscles enough to work through the moment, do the breathing in the moment at, maybe ask the person to join you in, but it, in with you. But if you're, t- if you need to take that space and process this on your own and pause the conversation, then taking space and doing it alone is very important. And the next not a mommy moment. Oh yeah. Uh, you guys, if you're not going to go in timeout, I don't care. And it was when they, what we were taught at that era was one minute for every year old you are to have a timeout. <laughs> and so I'd be like, I need, I need a minute. I need a minute, a mommy minute. What was so funny was when my mom at one point had said, Oh, oops, mistake. And my son, who was quite young at the time, fortunately based on this, what I'm about to say, he was like, oh yeah, Mimi, you need a timeout one minute for every year old you are. She's like, can I get a pillow? <laughs> right. So true. Okay. I'll take a nap. <laughs> All right. Yes. So we're taking the breath. Okay. We might take a timeout. Carry we're on. looking over the situation. And we're not, not the whole situation solve all the problems, the world's problems in this very moment, micro action, macro results. Okay, good. I like that. I'm like, I can't solve the whole world's problems. Right. Right now. What is it that I need? Is all I can address. Exactly. Sometimes Sometimes you just need to take care of yourself for a minute. hundred percent. And asking yourself, is this serving me? Right, right now, is this serving me? What do I need? What do I need right now? Um, and there's a few questions in the checklist that you can continue to ask yourself if you need a little bit more of like, I don't know, because sometimes that's, a, like, I don't know, I'm lost, help me. Uh, so there's questions in the checklist that will help you answer that. The third step is make a decision. Um, again, what do I need the most with help? What do I need most right now? Right now, do I need a hug? Do I need to end this conversation? Do I need, right, those different things? And then taking that step. Um, no one can tell you what to do. You have to decide for yourself. And that have to decide for self is what's so uncomfortable for people most often. Right, especially when we're accustomed to having the validation intention and then being given clear instructions for the action. And yeah. It shows the maturity when you can be able to self-regulate and make those decisions on your own. That's the key. So here's like two amazing examples of some of the incredible resources that Stephanie has pulled together to share. <clears throat> but Stephanie, what happens when people don't um, have these tools on hand, what kinds of obstacles or pitfalls might they run into? 
Oh, so, and so challenging when you see it, when you see it happening, you're like, I can help. Just let me help. I know. <laughs> um, help. You have to ask us for help and we will help you. You do have 100%. to. Ask. Right. We can't go change um, the air. Knock on the door. That's like the thing in the stall. Knocking on the door. A little intrusive. So we're not going to check you down and knock on the door. And like Ed McMahon had the, the clearinghouse award check. Here's a big check and we're here to help. We could be nine one one for whatever's going on in your life. Yeah, that's so yeah. amazing. <laughs> I love that. Um, I wish that it was like a big check. I wish people felt like they were getting a big check of money, but they often feel like they're being targeted by bullies. <laughs> uh, but, when but you, when you get the communication skills and the tools that you need actually to connect in relationships yeah. in a way where you can advocate for yourself, you're empowered to take care of yourself and know that you're having loving relationships that you mm. can share. That's actually the most valuable check you could ever get. It totally is. And that's the difference between having the tools and not having the tools. Yeah. When you have the tools, you feel like you're getting that check. When you don't have the tools, you feel like you're being targeted by a bully. Yeah. Right. Right. So if it's, what would be a clear signal? I mean, I think you just said it. If you're feeling like you're overwhelmed, like you're, you need the mommy minute more often than you're getting running into a relationship challenge repeatedly over and over again. um, And you just, these would be the clear signals. What other signals might people uh, sense or become aware of? To say, you know what, I thought I was trying to do this on my own and it's, I might be better off getting some help from mm. somebody like Stephanie Sylvia Costello. Thank you. So what other signals might people yes. really hear loud and clear? If you're getting the signal of transitions, life transitions. So losing a parent, having a baby, adult children, empty nester. Uh, job change or, you know, struggling through job changes, um, maybe a financial challenge or wanting to grow and not knowing how to get there. Those life transitions are typically where people are like, ah, Stephanie, help save me from this thing. I don't know what to do. And it's so interesting because wouldn't it be a great gift? Like, I'm just going to pull this theme through of like, oh, you've graduated from where you were before, and now you're going through a life transition and here's your mentor or guide. So if you know, you'd sign up, you'd pay the tuition for that, (laughs) knowing it's like, I want to, I want to get an A on this one. Mm. If you want to get an A on your next life transition, and you think that, um, Stephanie Sylvia Costello might be able to help you, then you can reach out to her. And will you give us your website again? Yes, safety in I N safety in freedom.com. And uh, my email is Stephanie at safety in freedom.com. Awesome. So if you're feeling those signals, reach out to Stephanie and I can't wait to see what we have to share with you in the future. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for joining me today on Liner Notes, Steph. This episode is brought to you by Safety in Freedom. Are you struggling to find safety in the freedom you create? Or maybe you're struggling to own your power, embrace who you are, and break free from those toxic patterns? Well, let's help you solve this problem today. Let's figure out what is really happening in your relationships with yourself and others. 
You can do that for free today at safetyinfreedom.com forward slash call. That is safetyinfreedom.com forward slash call. In addition, if you are looking for support with what we've been talking about in today's episode, I want to encourage you to get our free tools to help you navigate your freedom. You can go now to safetyinfreedom.com to get those resources. If you'd like access to the special resources and all the show notes for this special episode, make sure to visit theintimacytruths.com.